Slip Angle listeners. Adam Jubay here. Hey, buddies. I missed you again. Currently, I'm sitting on my couch, staring at my smartphone, talking into a microphone, and uh, missing being at the racetrack. Uh, this show here was recorded at Road Atlanta in the middle of the night, shortly after a ludicrous concert uh, at Gridlife South, one of the craziest weekends of my life. I've never worked more in less time. And I've never been so tired in my entire life. But uh, got a bunch of uh, SCCA buddies, ITR Expo buddies, and uh, primarily Chris from Kingpin Machine, um, who builds really, really, really nice Honda products. Um, if you want spherical bearing suspension for your uh, 88 to 2000 Honda, some random Prelude stuff and uh, S2000 stuff, um, if you want uh, really the best in uh, custom spherical bearing suspension for your A-arms, upper A-arms, things like that, uh, he is the guy who makes it. He's one of the only guys who makes it, and he makes it using better quality products uh, and by hand in the U.S., uh, better quality products than anybody else. Um, I've got a lot of his stuff in my cars, and uh, I wanted to talk to him for a while because he's a bit of a... Uh, He's a bit of a nut because uh, he's pretty much singularly focused on building better things than anybody else, but he builds like a few specific things. So an interesting case uh, for small business, and um, yeah, he's been doing it. He's been doing it for years. Um, so check out Kingpin Machine, and uh, hope the show goes pretty well. And it was fun to do. Middle of the night, always a good time. Road Atlanta Paddock with... Uh, we're standing next to my RV, uh, leaning on, we're really leaning on Blake Meredith's four-door Civic uh, FP race car or Mike Taylor's STL race car, I can't remember. But always a good time to hang out with a bunch of SCCA and Road Race Autocross buddies, um, and always a good time to hang out in the pack. But this show is brought to you by OGRacing.com. Free shipping currently on orders over $100. You need seats? Do you need harnesses? Do you need... Hans, do you need helmets? Do you need safety gear? Do you need fuel transfer systems? Do you need a bunch of long acre stuff to make your car point straight and know how hot things are? Uh, check them out at ogracing.com or 1-800-934-9112. Johnny and the gang over there, uh, great customer service. They know what they sell. They use what they sell. Many, many, many decades of racing experience between all their customers or all their customer service uh, and uh, salespeople. So, if you need safety products, if you need to know how to use them, if you need recommendations, and if you need a great place to buy them, check out ogracing.com, 800 934 9112. Straps, scales, tools, battery chargers, stopwatches, all those simple things, and then anything expensive and fancy for gauges from AIM. Uh, from uh, Sparco, uh, you need all those fancy, nice things. You need them for your car. Buy them at a great price. Buy them for people who know what they're selling you. And buy them from someplace you can trust. OGRacing.com. 800-934-9112. Don't go to eBay. Don't check out uh, you know, the cheapest, uh, no-name, knockoff Sparco thing. Buy from the biggest Sparco distributor. Buy from a name you can trust with many, many years in the business. Real racers serving you guys. OGRacing.com. 800-934-9112. Tell them Slip Angle sent you. And with that, we're off to the Road Atlanta paddock in the middle of the night. Cool. You yeah. make parts for... 
Civic CRX is all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, DC, DA, EF, EG, uh, a sprinkling, a BB6 Prelude. Yeah, you make the, all that all that spherical stuff that you modify OEM control arms. That's and it. And OEM inner upper control arms, and you make radius rod bearings, and the prettiest stuff I've ever seen in my life. It's literally the nicest stuff I've ever bought. You didn't know me. You didn't know anybody that I knew, and I was like. Chris, I love your stuff. Keep selling me things. <laughs> uh, dude, that means a lot to me, man. I tell you, it's, it's like, as a one-man business, it's, you know, nothing's easy. Yeah. And it, it means a lot when you hear somebody say, like, that your stuff is nice. The, you know? the, uh, the first Kingpin thing that I ever had was a set of front radius rod bearings um, for a Civic. Civic had, a CRX, it has uh, a radius rod, which is like a trailing arm for the front suspension. And it goes to, like, a spherical bearing or in the factory, it's a bushing in the front control arm. And so Chris makes these really, really cool, super strong spherical bearings that have like a high axial load rating and everything. Um, and that makes the front wheel under braking like not go backwards and under acceleration not go forwards and jumps back and forth if it's a rubber bushing or whatever. Uh, totally transform the car. Like, Absolutely. Unbelievable. It's the biggest difference you can make. Like I would say like on the EF Civic, the front radius broad bearing is the same thing as what a compliance bearing or compliance yeah. bushing upgrade is on the EG. Yeah. It's, the, it's a huge difference. The compliance bearing in the EG is the one in the back of the control arm, right? Right. It'd be the rear pivot point of the front LCA. Yeah. It kind of does the same thing. like keeps everything in control. In Absolutely. Yeah. And there's actually some huge advantages the way that they did the EF. Um, it's a great design. The only yeah. thing that sucks is if you wreck the car in the front, it yeah. throws everything out of, out of whack. It's not that strong of a front end. Like, right. you can't chop it off at the sh at the shock towers and have it be a car still. And like fix an it. E like an EG. Right. Um, Absolutely. I, I know all about that. I have wrecked CRXs. So. Right. How did you get into doing uh, spherical bearing stuff for weird old Hondas and other cars? So, I mean, not to go on too long, but it is kind of a long story in terms of I, I basically i am a journalism major, undergrad and grad school, okay. and um, went out into the IT industry when the IT industry kind of, you know, really blew up, I would say, like, you know, 98, 99. And I moved out to Arizona, moved back to North Carolina. And when I moved to North Carolina, I heard about Honda Challenge. And by then, I'd oh, been doing yeah. some track days. And so I got yeah. in contact with a guy named Scott Giles and another guy named Carl Schultz. Yeah, Scott was over here about an hour ago. Yes, he was. <laughs> and with, his, you know, with we're Renee. Good, we're at Good Life South festival by the way if, yep. uh, if i don't preface this episode with something so uh, right we're standing on the pits at road atlanta yep. so uh so you heard about Han challenge uh, and i did a little track thing i had taken i had bought a new 2001 integra type r black uh beautiful car and i stupidly took it out to do a track day yeah. and uh stepped out a couple times a uh, guy was helping me work on the car and he let his jack go and dented the side of the car and basically it was just one of those a brand new car and a lot of bad things <laughs> happened okay and so uh, Scott said, who's my instructor? You might want to think about getting rid of this car and buying a race car. Because yeah. I really was to that point. And I took his advice. I sold that car. I, I actually traded in on a 2002 Integra Type R. I bought the famous eBay uh, uh, Integra GSR that was shipped from Arizona. It's like a full-boat race car? Yeah, full-boat race car. Not a great car, but for me, you know, I didn't really know any better yet. Yeah. Um, it was great. And I went to head-to-head -head with Scott Giles and Carl Schultz in the H3 class at that time. Okay. This is like uh, early days, first couple days of Honda Challenge. 2002. Like first race, second race kind of thing? First race. So I bought really? this car in 2001. I ran the entire 2002 season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, we go out there. I get just, you know, stepped on the first race at CMP. <laughs> you know, my race craft was not good. 
I was actually fairly quick. This racecraft, you can't tell somebody how to, how to do racecraft. It takes a little while. It does. I don't have it yet. No, I well, some of it, but not all of it. It takes time, right? I'm not. I'm no Tom O'Gorman, Eric Till. I Ooh. I could hang with them a little, but not all. Not There's not too racecraft, many Tom O'Gormans. I mean, takes a long time. Oh yeah. So I was very fortunate. We went to. Um, I had some changes done in the car. Um, I had like the little old school DC Sports. Like I don't know. Like the collector was tiny. And I like, like, upgraded. Yeah, they were like engine seven A's collectors. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so the car made like no power. I I would I would be shocked if it made one fifty. You know, at the wheels and just a stock motor GSR. Yeah, just it's just you know it was a junkyard motor. It was a simple car. I mean, you know, no sphericals, non-adjustable shocks. None of that stuff was a thing back in. No, no, it wasn't. Which is it was kind of cool I mean, though. You could, buy, you could buy Coney Yellows probably. Maybe, yeah, maybe Takiko five-way aluminos or whatever. Right, like no Scott's car was actually pretty developed for that time, but it was not. It still was not very developed. Yeah. It was like just an a HPD car now. Yeah, it was a different era. I mean, a chump car would probably step all over. You know, yeah. with the same tires, obviously, yeah. would yeah. step all over that car. So early days of Honda Challenge, mm. like, do you remember who won the first Honda Challenge race with NASA? Well, so they had the classes. You know, yeah, said H one, H two, H three, H four, H five. So you had all those different classes. Yeah. Um, I would guess that Jack Harris won H one that I first Jack race. Jack Harris winning uh, a lot of stuff at first. Yeah, I want to say I, he won that. Now Corey, Corey was like that. rolling too. Corey was in a Prelude, okay. uh, BB four Fortune Prelude, yeah. and I think he was H two at first. Okay, so he was rolling. I believe he won that, and of course. Um, Scott Giles won the first race at CMP because I was pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what got you into like racing these dumb old Hondas? Like, hey, I think I'm going to quit my job and start building weird uh, milled parts for these things. Well, a lot of times, like, you know, a lack of other opportunity is the mother inven of, of invention, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, um, you know, you know, not to like put it on, but basically 9-11 happened and the IT industry took a, a big downturn. Okay. Um, and so a lot of things changed for me and I, I wasn't able to, to maintain the lifestyle that I had when I was raising Honda Challenge. Yeah. So I moved from Durham, North Carolina, down to Georgia. Um, yeah, no, I probably shouldn't admit this, but, you know, moved in with my folks, just try to get life yeah. back on track. And uh, I started working at a machine shop. Okay. Um, and I, I took, actually, eventually found a job doing IT uh at Linear Tech, uh, Linear Technical College, and they had a machine tool program yeah. and also a racing program. And I was like, man, that would be cool. Like, yeah. I've always had a creative side that was always kind of like I never got to express yeah. because I was the guy sitting in the cubicle all day, you know? This was like 2002, 2003? Um, so this is like basically I started there 2004 is okay. what by the time. So I moved home in July of 2003, yeah. and it was 2004 when I started doing the machine tool stuff. Yeah. And I was like, well, we'll just try this. And man, honestly, I got geeked out by it. It's like you could you could have an idea in your head, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you could like create reality. Like you could you could have an idea, and next thing you know, you could produce this thing that you wanted to yeah, produce. You're making something out of like have nothing. Steel. Yeah, it's great. Yep. So you know, fast forward, I, I continued to work in IT, you know, for some years, and in late 2008. I got, um, I could say I got laid off, but basically I got shit canned. <laughs> I can have say it. that. Yeah, it's a podcast. Nobody's right. censoring us. So I got shit canned from my job, and yeah. I said, you know what? It's go. It's, it's you know, it's all or nothing. Yeah. So I went ahead and continued with the linear tech, um, you know, CNC lathes, CNC mill stuff. Okay. And um, I decided, well, I actually started producing the prototypes. So 
Jolt Frenzy. Yeah, he's uh, here right now. ITS car. His car is six feet away from us. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And I started producing prototypes for a number of guys, and because there really weren't a lot of high quality spherical bearing options for Honda. Yeah, there time. was some pressing stuff that was just coming out, but right. uh, cheaper bearings, uh, like aluminum sleeves, stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. And I wanted to have like, I don't know, I wanted to have like IMSA quality at like club racer price okay. if it was possible. Now the truth is, I wasn't able to. It's not club racer price, you know. Once you buy quality <laughs> club bearings, racer price means, hey, I got it from my buddy Bill, and I bolted it on the car. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, it was like more expensive than I wanted it to be because I once I realized, like, oh my god, good bearings are thirty dollars each. Like, yeah. wow, and I yeah, can't I've really got do what I four of these in this set, and and I've know. got eight hours of work into this crap. <laughs> it is what it is, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, how how does every one of your arms, like, if you take a stock Honda lower control arm? Um, and you turn it into a a kingpin control arm. Like, what is your step by step? You taking a, a core from somebody, or so? I buy all my cores um, except for customer cores. I do okay. have, customers can send cores back, obviously, for a refund. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I buy all my cores from Southern California. Okay. Um, so they're not rusty, not pitted. Exactly. So pitted. Right. <laughs> you, I mean, people are amazed. They're actually beautiful. They come. Yeah. They, I mean, most of the time when people get the the completed arm, they're like, oh, my gosh, where do you find these things? But, yeah, they, they come yeah, from California. I thought that when I've got some of your stuff, yeah. Exactly. Like, they're smooth. And yeah. in, in Chicago, like, there's eighth-inch deep pits in them because they, because right. there's salt things it's that the hit everything. Smells. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know. So you're bringing in good control arms, like factory forged control arms. Start with that. Um, yeah. um, and I, I spend a lot of time, so I have, like, basically pressing dies and arbors so that I basically have a, you know, 10, 20-ton press. Yeah. That's able to press the sleeves out without damaging the arm. I don't okay. burn them arm. I don't cut the arm. I don't cut the sleeves out. Yeah. I press the sleeves out. Then I put them in a still shot uh, machine. Okay. And uh, you know, go ahead and get most of the paint shot off. Shot peen them or yep, whatever. Shot peen them yeah. exactly. Um, bead blast them. Um, hey buddies. And then after that, basically after the, you know they've been prepped, basically bead blast to the gray metal. That's when all the work starts. You know. Yeah. So I actually use a micrometer, ID micrometer, and measure the inside diameter of all the sleeve, of okay. all the, you know, where I'm going to press the sleeves in. Okay. Because what people don't realize is, like, the arms are, they're, they have rubber steel bushings in them. Yeah. So it's not like they're plus or minus two ten-thousandths of an inch. They're plus or minus three thousandths. I mean, there's a huge tolerance. Really? Range. Yeah. Really? It's huge. You know, Honda makes good parts. But they make good parts that are meant to have rubber steel bushings in them. So it's just this thin steel layer in uh, in a rubber bushing. They just jam it in, it works. Right. Yeah, so, because it's going to scrunch. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you so know, the forging isn't all that precise. Yeah. No, it doesn't need to be. I mean, yeah. they basically, you know, it's like, it's a, you know, you, you, cast the, you cast the arm and then they bore it to size. Yeah. But, like, so take, like, an EF CRX, you know, EF or a DC, you know, you know or EG. Yeah. The shock mount is... Supposed to be about 1.575 inches on the inside diameter. Yeah, I've seen some as small as like 1.573 inches. Okay, and some as big as 1.577 inches or bigger. Okay, so how are you going to press in a one size fit all assembly that just somehow magically works? How so, does that work? So to like the carpenter in me, that's like wow, that's pretty close. But in steel terms, that's not very close. You have that's the difference of like wiggle versus like doesn't fit, right? I will tell you like this: if if I press in a spherical bearing into a uh, into a sleeve, yeah, if it has one ten thousandth of an inch of interference versus two ten thousandth of an inch of interference, one the 
one of them can be moved by hand. The other yeah. one is a breaker bar. The stiction in the yeah. actual bearing itself. You might need a breaker bar to move the two. Really? Bars. Yeah, a breaker bar. You have to put hold the hold the arm in a vice. It's so, it's that tight. Yeah, it's that tight. It's 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 a huge. So difference. a thousandth, et cetera, is one, like that. A thousandth is a mile. So so a human. <laughs> yeah, you know, a human red blood cell is four ten thousandths of an inch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My total tolerance is two ten thousandths of an inch. And most of my parts are blueprinted to under one ten thousandth of an inch, so it's like one quarter of the diameter of a human red blood cell. And this, we're talking about Honda control arms. Well, yeah. That's how precise you get. Man, because like every, why should a Honda guy not have? Why know, should we suffer? Right, that's it. So, uh, so a couple of years ago, I was talking to a buddy who had just bought a bunch of your stuff, and he was like, "So, Chris from Kingpin, he's the best kind of crazy." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's accurate. So, so what? Uh, what kind of what kind of made you want to have these things so precise and perfect? You just want to develop develop a good product, or? Well, that's, I'll tell you this: my car number. Because you don't, you literally don't see this in low budget car circles. Like oh, no. Honda car, Honda guys have to deal with shit parts. Like we just right. don't get good stuff. Everything is like mediocre quality, unless you know like Somebody. the high end race guy. Like y you buy MCS shocks, you buy right. Whitener Bilsteins, you buy right, freaking right, right. Kingpins, Kingpin spiracles. Right. Other than that, it's like zap it together with a MIG welder. Right. <laughs> and I have so much respect for like so like you know I have a lot of respect for companies like MCS. I mean yeah. they, they produce like they're here, here in Alpharetta. They yeah. produce yeah. over the top parts. They're here today actually. Right. I, I finally met the, the the dude here. Absolutely, Lex Harson. Yeah, you know mm -hmm. I, I I don't know why. A person should have to suffer through parts that don't work, and yeah. I mean that they do not work properly on track, because you know because it costs eighteen dollars, twenty dollars less. More, right. Yeah. So I, I just think you should, you know, as a, as a racer, why should you not have access to the best possible, you know, parts? Okay. Now you're gonna obviously you have to always pay more for a better product. Yeah. But it isn't like you're paying more because someone's overcharging you. I use a thirty-one dollar New Hampshire ball bearing bearing. Yeah. In my DC or EF front lower control arms. Yeah, yeah. So there's no comparison between that and say like a, you know, Chinese made three dollar bearing or like a. Even the price difference is really that big. Oh, it's huge. Oh my gosh. An Aurora, an Aurora Com series bearing, which Com stands for commercial series bearing. It's just yeah. a commercial bearing that you put in like some piece of machine tool equipment. Like a pretty good bearing. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, and I do sell them in upper control arms. It's a nine dollar bearing. My cost. Yeah. I will never put those in a lower control arm because they'll just wear they out. They won't last. They'll last like two races and they're just done. I they get slop and yeah, yeah. they're sloppy, and you get clunky noises when when the when the bearing yeah. ball is moving back and forth in the race. It's just you know. Yeah. As a racer, as a guy that did this, yeah, I feel like I'd be cheated if I sell a customer a product like yeah. that. You're the best kind of crazy, man. That's it, man. <laughs> how how long have you been doing this full time? Um. I bought my lathe. I incorporated in 2010, but I took delivery on my Haas CNC lathe again, American-made. I, yeah. you know, I try to, I try to support where I'm at. You, know? you literally so, do all this stuff yourself. Myself. No you one make has these ever parts. machined one part that I've ever sent to a customer that was not machined by me. Yeah. Ever. Every single. Every one. single part was machined by me. Yeah. Designed by me. Um, I, I blueprinted, assembled every single part. Yeah. I mean, every if it's not done right, I mean, it, it won't have Kingpin Machine on it. I would have to start another company and have another name. Yeah. Half-ass machine. Queen Pin Machine. Right, you right. gotta. You can't trust those guys. <laughs> They'll buy their stuff. It's just not good. Unbelievable. Prince King, unbelievable. That's it. So I just believe, you know, my first, the numbers I ran in my Han Challenge car was seven. 
it's not an accident. That, that's my mindset. I'm a meticulous dude. I want everything to be just right. When I was yeah. a computer programmer, I wanted everything to be done just right. Yeah. It, I didn't always like see eye to eye with my boss because I'd be like, well, we need you to hurry up on this. Like, but if I hurry up, it'll be done half-assed. Yeah, like, what if know. it's not perfect, man? Right. And so I think, you know. Best kind of crazy. I it love it. Best kind of crazy. <laughs> and I'm okay with that, you know? I mean, yeah. I think that, you know, I think, like, we need a little more crazy like that in the U.S., you know? People that just believe There's, in producing the best part possible. I, I, I mean, my day job, besides, like, this grid life stuff, yeah. uh, is windows, doors, garage doors, right? right like, right. like. And, and there's so many times I'll take something, and most of my products are made in the U.S. They're made in Indiana, they're made in Detroit, they're right, made right. in southern Illinois. It's awesome, right, right. right. Uh, I, there's so much stuff that is very good, but it's mm. also, you don't see the level of perfection you saw 20 years ago. You don't. The it's really hard to find, man. Right, like, right. like, I'll open up a product, like a brand new, brand new vinyl window, right? Just right. basic product, doesn't cost a lot of money, but a good product, and it's missing stuff, or right. like... It's not wrapped up right, and there's a crack, or something's broken. Like, right. it's uh, I don't know. I'm, every time I've opened up a box of your stuff, um, and I mean, it, and this sounds like a plug, but like Chris isn't paying me any money. He's not giving me any, any parts. It's his stuff. It's the best thing I've ever opened up a box of. And every time I open a box, I'm like, I gotta take a picture of this and send it to my buddies because they're gonna be so jealous because it's sick as fuck. <laughs> I, I, it sounds corny. The the way that the arms are packed in the box reflects on my business. I, it's always I, pretty impressive. Graham yeah. Downey is the guy uh, is fully with Black Trucks Performance out in California. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget. I saw I sold him a set of EG Civic parts, and he he worked for FedEx. You know, okay. so he had experience with you know that kind of you know. The, yeah, yeah. A bunch of those Southern California guys listen. I think Graham might listen, One of, or some of his buddies. There's a bunch of the Honda guys out there. Absolutely. So, a bunch he of them talked to me. Pictures of the box as it opened, it, and he, he had no affiliate. He didn't even know me back then. He was like. This is how you sell and package a product. Yeah. You open the box out, took the arm, everything is packaged, it's protected from the edge of the box, yeah. everything's done right. Every, there's no such thing as being over the top with, with my business. I want every single product to be the absolute best that can be. Okay. And if it can't be, then I don't want to what's, sell it. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. I understand that a little bit. Um, right. With uh, with my day job, we're kind of that way. We build our business on word of mouth referrals. You know, we don't advertise much because I do good work and, right. and we're busy because of it. With Grid Life, it's built on word of mouth referrals. We try to nail as many aspects of the event. Um, but I just think it's I love your stupid little products. They're just so That's freaking great. cool. H have you thought about branching out to other makes, uh, other car parts? Uh, I have. What, what 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 all what all chassis of cars do you work for, or do you build carts for? So currently, my current product line is DC slash UG. Yeah. Um, so ninety four to two thousand ninety five ninety two to ninety five Civic. Right. Ninety four two thousand Civic. Or Integra. Prelude. Okay. Um, I have ninth, ninth gen Civic, actually Buckeye Ohio, uh, Buckeye Honda of Ohio. Have okay. you heard of those? No. Dealership. No. I have a set of, I think it's ninth or tenth gen Civics. Okay. So yeah. I have a, so I'm prototyping that right now. Bunch of the K20 stuff, like the newer yeah. Hondas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're going to the fight, Bowie? There's six rounds in still. Wow. Might be a good fight, actually. The McGregor, whatever, freaking Mayweather fight. I wish probably using this here at the track. I don't know anything about fights. Hey, boy, tell us how it ends. <laughs> Party on. The asshole loses, I hear, in the fight. I don't think they can both lose. That would be <laughs> Damn. Best. Yeah, no, I don't think they can both. But basically, I've done a lot. I've done, actually, Porsche Boxer stuff. Okay. Um, for Blake Meredith. Uh, Blake yeah. has a really fast FP uh, 
four door Honda Civic that's actually two we can feet. Touch this it's car, two like feet from now. us right now. Full Kingdom the first machine front. The first track day for it. For it. Yeah. Yep. Full Kingdom machine front end. Uh, Kingdom machine uh, rear lowers. Uh, and he's a he's a nut. And I mean, you know, when I say somebody's a nut, I mean that with all love. It's the it's, coolest four door Civic. It's, it's a it's an old school Civic, an eighty eight to ninety one. I think it's a ninety or eighty eight. I can't remember. Eighteen hundred thirty pounds. It's so light, and he's got the seat pushed all the way back. I sat in it on Thursday night, and he's like, sit in it, sit in it. Right. I'm about the same height as Blake, and I sit in it. Right. I turn my head to the left, and I'm looking out the back the window. pillar. It's, so, it's, like, it's like My head's like, behind it. Right. Like, I'm looking out the back window. I feel protected, though. It's like the, the B pillar's yeah. my buddy. It's like, oh, here's the The B weight pillar. reduction, I mean, the, the, weight, the weight distribution on this thing, you're pushed it so far back. It has to be phenomenal. Oh, it just has to he be said right. it drives so much easier than his old F-Production CRX. Right. Um, probably he, because it's longer wheelbase, similar weight, but you're further back. You can feel the rotation of the car. Um, you have these, these nutty, dumb builds. I mean, we're not talking about Hondas that drive to the freaking Kroger with neons underneath. These are, these are Hondas that are so over the top. <laughs> it's like, you know, people just put, like, their soul in the cars. And yeah. I don't understand. Like, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's people like, oh, gosh, you know, why would somebody do that to a Honda? It's like, it's an 1,830-pound car. With 160 plus, you know, wheel you horsepower, know, wheel horsepower, and it, everything is right. It's perfect. I yeah. mean, it's on. It's not our car. It's on Hoosier like slicks. I mean, the thing just goes through a corner like ripping yeah. asphalt off the track. I can't it's imagine just, how fast this car is going to be when it's done. It's like ridiculous. when it's sorted. Uh, he was like, yeah, it does this and this. Kind of weird, but it's really good. You know, yeah. out of the box, it's really MCS shocks like we were talking about. Lovely. And, um, I'm it, a big fan of someone that buys a car. That is worth approximately five hundred dollars. Maybe. Maybe. Five hundred dollars if scrap value is high. Right. <laughs> I I literally saw one abandoned. I'm not actually not joking. I saw one abandoned on the side of I eighty five when I came here tonight. Tonight. Abandoned with an orange sticker on the back, like having somebody yeah. tow tow Take this, this please. Off. It's a four door EF Civic white. I, I'm I probably not, you can't make that probably up. had a blown distributor because yeah. they all do that. But. I did not make that up. I'm telling you that the, I, the I once I once got an EF four door Civic for fifty dollars in college. <laughs> it had a bad distributor and a blown head gasket. They I'm drove it with a blown head gasket until the distributor died. Right. So I got a fifty bucks. My cousin let me tow, use use her truck to tow it back to college. Right. I was in the the parking garage at college, and I swapped the motor in the parking garage. Got in so much trouble for that. Uh, we swapped in the parking lot. I drove it for thirty five thousand miles. It was a fifty dollar car, and then I sold it for fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> That's the best car ever. I have a real love affair for this chassis. Cars um, are really uh, an investment. That sir, yes, that was, was actually an investment. Yeah. Uh, Thousands of miles, and I made a thousand bucks on it. <laughs> and it didn't even have a dash when I bought I when I sold it. Story: I have a, a '95 um, Integra GSR. Mm-hmm. I bought with a what they call it, a mechanics lien off of, of a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. It was a, a quint, you know, Somebody a owed a bunch of money it. on it, and right, uh, they just wanted to pay for it. Um, I had Carl Schultz's old race motor in my basement. Okay. And it came with a bad motor. I pulled the motor out, put, put his motor in there, and to this day, I have after I swapped the motor, it had to have a bad motor. Yeah, I have replaced one right rear brake caliper in that car. And so, you still drive it? Yeah, I'd have drove it tonight, but I need to bring my grill in my in my you know. You need more cargo capacity. Beer, you know, you know, you, yeah. gotta, you know, have priorities. Yep. I'm telling you, I, but I'm that's not a made up story. I'm telling you, one just wheel right it. rear brake caliper. Drive it forever. So I bought the car. I'm trying to think. I bought it in. Uh, September of 2006. Okay. So September 2006 till now, yeah. one right rear brake caliper. 
and obviously the bad motor was replaced. But still, that is not that's, that's not, not a lot bad. of maintenance. That's not a, I bet I could sell that car for five grand tomorrow. Fifty dollars in maintenance. In that's the beautiful <laughs> that's it's a beautiful car. Yeah, I love that. That's great. What did you think of uh, What did you think of this this silly event that we had here tonight? I'm blown those, away the last couple of days that some guy named Adam and his friends just decided to start this event and like, like I mean, I'm 45 years old. I turned 45 in in August. Ludicrous! Like I'm like, like I'm looking at the stage and Ludicrous up there. Like were you guys up up there by the stage? Absolutely. I'm not oh, missing out. Right. I'm I not gonna that. miss out, sir. I, I mean, that. I'm I, so glad you guys wandered up there. I'm just I'm blown away. I mean, I grew up in a, I'm you know I was born how I was. I think 1990s when I graduated high school. Yeah, I love rap music, and so you probably love Ludacris from from being from Atlanta. Yes, I love. <laughs> he was yeah. so good too. He was so good. I'm just, I'm oh, just blown Rome. away at what you guys have accomplished. Like, it's humbling to me as a guy that that started a little small business and I've worked really hard to do what I've done. And I I don't you know I'm proud of the little things I've accomplished. Yeah, what you guys have accomplished in a small period well, of time worry, is I'm, admirable. I'm, don't it's, worry, I'm not making any money at this. Well, well. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> you know? My my RV might be worth the same as your old ancient GSR Integra. <laughs> hey, you know, money's overrated, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what. But, I, you know, this we're, right we're here, still though, doing this for the buddies. Of, of yeah. Hanging out with y'all and, like, you know, I've never met you in person until tonight. I met you at CMP in 2011 real quick. Right. Yeah, at ITR Expo. You had a turbo uh, EF Civic. Yeah, then. and I slid it into a wall. And first I think you were frustrated stuff. a little bit. I slid it into the wall. Right. Uh, yeah. I slid it into the wall in the kink at CMP. It wasn't turbo at the time. I pulled the turbo off. It was in A. And the kink is a little bit tricky. I there. lifted in the kink in fifth gear. You didn't, you and I slid that. forever. Yes. Oh, I slid and you forever. Were. I, I remember talking to you thinking, I think that's Chris from Kingpin. Because oh. you had just started doing stuff with that. And I, only and I was on the sandbox with you. The, uh, I think I was incorporated, but I did not have my CNC machine yet. So I was actually, yeah. I was working from old boss. And he okay. was like, oh, hey, man, you can run some parts on my machine. Yeah. Until he eventually said, Chris, you're running too many parts on my machine for free. You're wearing you this gotta thing do out, something. man. Yeah, you got to do something else. Time to, just, you know. yeah, time to take a loan out and buy a machine, Chris. <laughs> well, another rude comment. My father, you know, God bless him, he died in 06, a third-year career Marine. He said, son, at some point, you have to shit or get off the pot. Yeah. And that was really that point. It was kind of like, all right, well, if I'm going to make a run of this thing, I'm yeah. going to have to go ahead and do it. Yeah. And so I did. And how how many years have you had a machine for yourself? Uh, five years. So okay. I, I, my machine got up and running in August of um, 2012. Okay. So I'm like almost exactly five years of the date right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I paid it off. I paid my first machine off, and I, everybody says that's a huge milestone. Yeah. Um, Those aren't cheap. $38,000 machine, and then you buy $20,000 of material. I mean, not material, but, but tools. Yeah, yeah. And then you realize... That that's the cheap machine. So I don't even have the fancy machine. Like, I, <laughs> I got to do all this stuff myself. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. expensive. I don't have a turning center. I have a tool room lathe, which is like, yeah. you know, I work so hard for what I do. A turning center would be like sixty, seventy, eight, eighty thousand dollars $80,000. And that will be yeah. my next, that'll be my next machine. I'll buy a, a turret machine yeah. with a high pressure coolant and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it isn't easy, you know? Yeah. And what uh, what's in the future for Kingpin? Do you have any other stuff you're planning on uh, working on? Or? I am. I want to expand mm -hmm. into some different markets. Um, I'd like to do some exotic stuff. To be honest, I will. I would too. I promise you this. I will. Ne I will always. The bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. I will never. And I, I give you. I give you my word on this. I will never abandon my Honda customers that made this thing <laughs> yeah, worse. I promise right. you. I really won't. I have a two Integras, you know. I have a you know beat up Toyota truck as my daily driver. Yeah. Um, I really believe that I'm gonna stay by my roots. 
but I do need to find something that you need maybe to sell has some F forty parts. Well, <laughs> yeah. a little bit of like Ferrari parts would be kind of nice. So. Yeah. So. I was actually surprised there's a Ferrari here today. Weird, oh, really? Weirded me out. Yeah, there's what a What was it? Some, I don't know, they all look the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of look like Expensive. a McLaren. Above my, <laughs> above my pay grade. Looks like two houses. That's right. There's, there's two McLarens up the hill. Yeah, I know. Really? <laughs> what the hell's going on? Well, See, last year. I'm so remember, proud of you. That's you so awesome. Do you remember the dude that showed up last year with the spare driving, the spare track car? McLaren? Oh, yeah, that guy. He blew up his M3 or M5 <laughs> or something. No, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. He, he went home and brought and his he McLaren. Brought back no, he didn't. No, but no big deal. No big deal. It's his backup track car. It's a uh, Atlanta's weird. We I get know. we get a lot of old like E30s, old Hondas, and then you know backup McLarens. No big deal. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Just you know, I I had. Everybody's got those. I got a couple of them. You know, it was collecting dust. <laughs> it was kind of clapped out. My wife wasn't using it, so yeah, she didn't. She didn't so need that thing. Yeah. Dan DeVries remembers all these weird things. I uh, I just remember what the hell? We, did we tech that car? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's been a weird event. But it might have come out of the radar already. So, so if you get into exotic stuff, like what kind of stuff are you looking at? Stuff that's road raced, uh, heavily tracked, or I have no interest in making streetcar parts, which has hurt my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I'm okay your, your stuff would probably hold up on the street. Uh, I mean, we've we've got buddies like. Uh, Kevin Ruck has like ten seasons on some of your parts, so yep. like eight seasons or whatever, and they don't wear out. They don't. Um, I just, I want to. They probably do pretty well on the street, but right. it, it also makes for harsh ride and uh, streetcar guys. You know, generally speaking, and I'm you know I'm a streetcar guy as well. We all are. We don't yeah. have streetcars. You started somewhere. You got to yeah. go to the parking lot meets with your streetcar buddies. You know, no one wants to pay you know two hundred eighty dollars for a set of compliance bearings. You know, for for a clapped out EG Civic. <laughs> You know, they that, paid five hundred dollars for. Yeah, but in a race car, all you have to do is install those things, run two laps, and go. Oh my gosh! I totally it's like get the it. come to Jesus moment. You're like, this is this is where it's supposed to yeah. be. It doesn't make the people think it makes the car harder to drive. It makes the car easier to drive. Every, it lets the shocks work the way yep. they're supposed to work. Every single kingpin or spherical bearing part I ever put in the car mm. uh, made the car better. Yeah. Um, you know, rotates smoother, doesn't snap, uh, brakes straighter. Uh, Accelerate There's smoother. no clicking ever. Yeah. There's nothing, no clicking. Nothing goes bang bang. Right. Uh, my my CRX, which I just sold, was literally like all spherical. The only thing that was bushing was the lower control arm shock mount, so that it didn't twist. You know, with the it didn't do much. You know, right? Just to keep it from twisting because it had a giant sway bar on it. Right. So the bottom of the shock was actually a bushing. This right. only bushing in the whole car. Right. And every single part I ever put on there, every bearing I ever put on there, made Absolutely. the car better. And um, like big difference on track or not giant difference right when i bought the car it was all rubber and old poly bushings right uh when i sold the car that thing it's a swiss army knife i mean it's perfect i, I believe a guy named tom o'gorman got in that car and like did he not like he did pretty silly, well some silly things he did pretty well in, that in car, a car yeah. that like no offense good car well maybe good parts, not the top level maybe good parts not, not all the parts right but yeah he maybe did. not the fastest car in theory at the track he and did pretty it, well at the mid-ohio majors yeah. uh, he did pretty well at gingerman majors of course you know uh, god-given natural talent or whatever you want to call yeah, it he's an alien whatever pretty nice where right. is he did he go home did he go to a hotel where he's at freaking tom o'gorman right yeah he's a freak like, this is a tom o'gorman shirt like right here hey dave hardy <laughs> we're in a tom o'gorman shirt he does have nice hair man that dude's got nice hair how is that always perfect hair so good. That's hard to do, though. He right? takes his helmet off and it gets more attractive every time. How does? <laughs> is this the part where we talk about how good our kingpin shit is? Yeah, come on in, is Dave it? Hardy. Well, come on Dave in, Dave Hardy. Hold that Dave mic. Dave Hardy, coming in right here. 
Dave Hardy, uh, you are SCCA solo guy. You were on the club or the solo events solo board. Solo events board. You raced a bunch of EF Honda. We're talking about dumb old Hondas right now. Right, right, right. Everybody that listens to the podcast is not a Honda guy. Is like, oh my gosh, moral Hondas. No, I've, I've you know, I've What's certainly, uh, I've, I've seen the light. I have a Mustang now. It's got twice as many cylinders, and cylinders are cool. It's way so. too many cylinders, man. So uh, I, I enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy cool noises and yeah. and and you know the the ass dancing a little bit. You used to have a, a an autocross car. I did. Um, I uh, I had a pretty nasty little uh, EF Civic. It was uh it it went by the uh, affectionate name the Snot Rocket. It was green. It looked it like was snot it was rocket. lime green. Um, lot of motor, lot of tire. I uh, way back in the day when when everybody was uh, you know the the drag thing was big and yep, people yep. were throwing turbos on them, but. They were, uh, in in my uh, humble opinion, they were doing it wrong. Yeah, it was but you know big it was turbos. It was throw big turbo at a motor, lower the compression, spool it to you know to the world, and and you know you've got nothing until six thousand RPM, and yep. and then a dump truck rear ends you, and then it'll go. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, hitting the back by a rocket, and you know slapped and, in the back, and that worked on the strip. That, that wouldn't work very good on uh, autocross cars. And, uh, and so I, I decided they were all doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, I wanted a car that drove like it had more motor, but did not drive like every turbo car I had ever driven. Yeah. And so uh, I decided what this thing needed was a little turbo, a lot of compression. Mayweather won it. Um, no. So it, it needed a lot of compression to help the turbo spool, yeah. a lot of exhaust velocity. It needed a little turbo that would spool up yesterday. It needed to minimize every bit of volume you could in the intake track yeah. so that, you know, every decision in the build was made to let's get the boost here as soon as possible. Make it. Yeah, Dan had a, re- he had a ball bearing tiny turbo, high compression diesels. You guys might have had the same car. We, we may have had the same car. so I, Probably around the know, same time, too, like six years ago. At the end of the day, it was 11.7 to 1. I was running 10 pounds of boost out of a T25. Did you guys both have P29 pistons? Um, well, I started on P29s. I burned those up, and then I ended up with the SRPs. Okay, you went high compression uh, forged. Yeah, the, the SRP, they were 11.5 to 1, but then I had shaved the head some. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, that's right. We built a motor for you too. I forgot. How to, and, that's uh, kind of weird. How different. How, I and, never put you know, that together. I knew I, of both of you at the same time. And it it worked. The kind of kind of strange. The thing saw positive manifold pressure at eighteen hundred RPM. That's the torque good. peak was at twenty six hundred RPM yeah. in a Honda. Yeah. Did, uh, I exactly. I rode in Dan's track car. This is a you had an Apexy turbo kit. I had. It was a Gretty turbo kit. It was, a, it was a Gretty turbo kit. I had, I don't remember if it was, I don't remember who made the pistons. I think they were SRPs. Yeah, it was uh, SRPs. We got those from somebody used, and we put new rings on them. I forget who, though. Put rings on them, had them coated. There was like 11.3 yep. or 11.5 to 1. Put the uh, H-beam eagle rods yep. in. And, and you got to notch the block uh, and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, notch the block out with a, with a Dremel tool, yep. you know. <laughs> and then I... I bought a, uh, a, I think it was a Crower, Crower cam. You had the, uh, no, it was, was it the Zex, like, uh, 53903 or something like that? Or? That number sounds familiar. Yeah, it was I, I like could that. I couldn't tell you number. I he, know I had a regrind in there. He had a, he had a VTEC motor, a VTEC head. Okay. Yep. Was, was yours an A6? Mine was an A6. Yeah. 
Yeah. For in fact, for all the motor swapping I did in that car, when it finally left my life, it had the it had the block that it came with. Really? Yeah, it ended up back Still with the original stock block. Still a stock block, stock sleeve. Well, it wasn't stock. It was uh, ben, Benson yeah. sleeved it. So yeah. it was Benson sleeves. And, you know, oh, you decision, went all out with sleeves and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, uh, I started on the P29s, and, and it was awesome until it went boom. P29s are factory 88 to, 80, 86 yeah, 88, to 89, 89. Integra piston. Yeah. 80, 89. Yeah, there was slightly different 86, um, 87. So, and, and I saw a lot of potential, but I bent the rods like in one autocross. Yeah, that'll happen. That'll and, happen. Uh, Those rods are about as big as a small pinky right. finger. And yeah. so... Phase two was, you know, I put the 11.5 to 1 uh, SRPs in there. I put the Eagles in there. And I was going to get to the head come winter. Yeah. And I dropped a valve. And uh, Over, and, Johnny. It's over. Yep. The motor went, you know, it, it every everything went boom. It was, I hate it when that happens. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I actually found half of a valve head in the turbo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's not the place and to put those, dude. You no, shouldn't do that. No. And it, the, the surprising thing was it only dropped the valve in one of the cylinders, but so much stuff was getting scrambled that stuff went back up into the intake manifold and then into other cylinders. Wow, that's a good one. Hey, if you're going to blow it, blow it like a man. man. It, was, uh, big deal. It, it was impressive. It so, do it right. So that was phase two. Phase three was, okay, I'm onto something here. Yeah. Let's build the head right. Let's build the block right. So and, much money into a dumb Honda. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, A dumb Honda that just like and, goes around for 45 seconds at a time. And it was I nuts it. because like, it, it was at the Blyville National Tour sometime okay. in the summer of 2009, I think, that the motor went boom. Yeah. And, and it was like, all right, if I'm going to go to Nationals, I have to go all in right now. And Swipe I ended up, card. I was building that motor up until the Friday before we left for Nationals. Dynoed it on the way out of town Saturday. Oh my gosh! It dynoed well. We put it back on the trailer and drove to Lincoln, Nebraska. What a terrible idea! And got second place in SMF. We got that close. I didn't know that you were that high in the trophies. Yeah, yeah. That's rad. No man. national championships. I've gotten a second out of her. That's so close. So, uh, but yeah, we were we were talking kingpin stuff, and uh, and so one of the last things that ended up on that car was actually uh, was Chris's front end stuff. Yeah. And um, what was the change? But uh, what did you have in there before? Uh, energy suspension, I, uh, poly yeah, stuff? just whatever poly bushings. Um, yeah. yeah, red stuff. I don't yeah. know the squeaky things uh, with yeah. grease all over them. Yeah, yeah. grease and which are yeah. fine. They're great. I mean, they worked. And and but and I I say they worked. I thought they worked. Yeah. And um, you know, Chris was getting his stuff together, and and I knew the theory behind sphericals. Yeah. I. I got it. I'm an engineer. I know. Okay. Yes. Let's get rid of compliance. Let's get you know, get rid of friction. It's, you know, all Let of this guess. will make better. You suspension. never thought it would be as cool as it was. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. So so this they're was, the best freaking parts. They were the. I, I'm building a new car right now. Right. They're the first thing I bought. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I bought his lower control arms, his radius rod bearings, his upper control arms, and they're so good. Yes, yeah, spherical bearings. Yep, every right. bearing is spherical. Every bearing. So, so this every, was every every pivot point. Yep. This this was my hallelujah moment on Chris's stuff. It's so bright. All right, so so, so you know how when you're wrenching on an EF, it's like one a.m. and there's so and, many people, and you tighten down the lower control arm bolt on the chassis. Yeah. 
and you do it where the where the lower control arm's sitting, about where it what it needs to be, so you don't so that get you any can set the knuckle in place. Yeah. And I tighten it down, and I let go of it so I can go pick up the knuckle, and it falls. And it wasn't just it fell; it falls uh, and it starts penduluming. Yeah. And it just whoop. The first whoop, time I did whoop. it, I had and a, like for a minute. It's just sitting there going back and forth. I had the like car. I put a clock. kingpin arm on my car. I had it on the lift. It hit me in the face. I like held it up, tightened it up. Whack! It hit me. Yes. They're <laughs> so like, you're oh my god, this is. There's no stiction. No stiction. None. There's there's no friction. So there's good, no dude. stiction. There's no compliance. It it is. Your suspension is doing exactly, exactly what it is intended to do. It it uh, it does it does what the suspension could do if it was engineered to be that way. Like, and, but they can't afford to do that from the factory, or they won't sell it to you. For, yeah, it, it, yeah, it'll wear out. Yeah. Won't, his stuff won't wear out because the bearings are too expensive. <laughs> but and it's so good. It's so good. I'm gonna drive. I'm gonna drive this thing on the street. I'm gonna drive it on the street, but not that much. But I. Well, I, am I gonna, mean, and you know, they they say you want you know some compliance on the street. And my Mustang now, I've got a lot of spherical in it. It works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a little bit of noise, but the car is so much better. Yeah. Well, and, all right. Uh, we're we're done sucking Chris's dick. Why don't we go home? <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I fully endorse it. So Dave, what did you think? Uh, you ran. Uh, you were kind of in charge of the SCCA Autocross at Gridlife. It uh, it was amazing. Was it fun? It was so fun. I, I never went over there uh, except for today to talk to you about some activation we had with the drift thing right. and, the, and the thing. But it was pretty good. It was uh, it was so good. And that's and right. I love so that. yesterday was a little thin because there was it was there was so, many spectators. Yeah, it's we Friday. Were, we were thinking Friday Saturday was the right combination. Yeah. And and yesterday, I mean, it was it was fun yesterday, but you know we 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 walked out and I was I was bumming a little bit. Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, that was a lot of work to put my team through, and we didn't walk out that heavy. Yeah. And um, and so I was, you know, it, we had fun, but it wasn't, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Today. A bunch of people took a day off of work, and. Today, yeah. Saturday, oh, my God. Yeah, it was yes. that good? Rock concert. Today is Sunday. Like rock concert. It actually, it so, actually uh, is. It's been Sunday. Sunday. When, spent when, Sunday for fifty nine minutes. When I <laughs> knew we were on to something good was all right, so we're over in there there in the outside paddock and we kinda set up uh set up the tech shed as as you yeah, know, yeah. ground zero yeah. for our operations. And uh and so, you know, people head down towards the skid pad, they loop around, they come back up on the other side of the uh tech shed, and that's where we started them. And then they went out on the paddock and, and had a good time, came back in and kinda headed back down the other side of the building. The time that I knew we were on to something really rad was uh, we had a double line wrapped around the building to the point where we were having to meter our starts so that people finishing wouldn't run into those waiting to go. (laughs) It was was so good. I I had such a busy day trackside um, that I literally didn't look at it. But I also didn't hear any calls like, hey, check out the STC. I, I, I looked over and I thought, somebody's running. And if somebody's running the whole time, I yeah. thought, they must be busy enough. No, I mean, you know, come 10, 30, 11 o'clock, I mean, we were every every 30 seconds. I love somebody it, was That's going. Sweet. It was, well, uh, and, you know, I got to give a shout out to my team. 
um, the, the Team Solo crew in, in Atlanta Region SCCA, they just they did phenomenal work. That's so I bad. asked a lot of them, and, and they just stepped up at, at every point. I'm so thankful you guys came, man. And, yeah, I'm, you know, thank you so much for inviting us. It was, uh, it was really, really cool. That's good, oh. dude. I'm, uh, I'm so glad today was good. I wish you guys would come back tomorrow. You probably I, got, like, uh, another thing I, to do. I wish something. we were, too. We'll like, hang uh, out with your family. You know, next year. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. Love it. Maybe uh, – Maybe we just pave more area. We just kind of need more area. We can do that. We <laughs> can do that. Absolutely. I can't believe how full this place is. <laughs> it's it is amazing. It's literally overwhelming. Like, we came. I came here, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and thought, I don't know how we're going to pull this off. And now it's like double my expectations. You, I mean, you did. You know, it's it you've done really a hell good, of a so. job. Chris has done a hell of a job. I know that you guys have got a a awesome team it's been that, busy, that's supporting man. you. And I mean. The vibe is right. The you know the yeah. crowd is right. It's you know everything is just so positive. Yeah, um, that's, the, that's the goal. You know, one one of one of my happiest moments you know, over there at the autocross today was seeing people who had never been exposed to it, and they're yeah. just happy. They that's they're rad. just enjoying that's the, the joy, best. the joy of playing with cars. Lines wrapped around the building to do an autocross. I love it, man. It was awesome. I love it. It was so good. Um, I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. If I say one thing, um, Adam, he reminds me of the heyday of Han Challenge back in 2002. Yeah. It just it feels like it's an event. It's a, it's a, it's a place to be. And I, I felt like more excitement. And it felt like I'm 45 now. I feel like I'm 25. It's awesome. I love I it. I love it. For me. I love it, Thanks, dude. Man. All right, well, we're about 45 minutes in. Uh, I think I need to drink another beer, take a shot, and go to bed. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, man. Thank you All so right, much. Dudes. Thanks, Dave. Great job today, man. So much fun. And we got your Llama Llama Red Pajama book signed by Ludacris. Oh, thrilled. So that was rad. <laughs> so, so good. Thank that, you. That was actually way more work than I thought it would be. <laughs> you stepped up, man. Thank I you. I didn't meet Ludacris myself, but I found somebody who did. Uh, which button do I need to push, Derek Garbro? One, two, three. Pause it. Pause it. What do I got to do?